Chapter 5 In Search of the Soul To kill the ego or not to kill the ego? That is a good question. But is that absurd? Because how would we function on earth without a map? Without a set of rules or roles and rituals for relating to everything around us? The real question is where is your awareness standing in regards to that stuff? The statement goes, the ego is a beautiful servant and a terrible master. It's terrible if you're constrained by it, and that's when life becomes rough. It's wonderful if you have it available to you. Like if I met another person, I have to meet you through some form, and the form is our bodies and our personalities, and we meet in our roles. We meet through that where we grow and transform. There's something special to the mind, and we have a great tool in the ways we think. And so the question is, are we trapped in those things? When I left Manuka, I went off in search of the soul. And in my case, this all started because I felt less than whole. Manuka reminded me that all the power I was looking for was within. I was aware that this spiritual self was the goal, but how come everything else here in the world was out of our control? When I decided to work on behalf of the land, I did it because I felt connected to a great plan. Expanding human possibility, oh I can work on behalf of all man, but it's not how man sees fit for me. Even while many expand human possibility with machines and technology, I think we have to look into our nature and observe what no one else can see. There waits the Tao, which is the way nature grows, why it's happening all around us and it's always present, ever free, and so we have to let go. I guess wherever you go is how you grow, and the source is the soul, which is our inherent wisdom that everyone forgets they already know. And so I would focus on my breath, and there an inner layer ignited my awareness like a flame. Now attention grew as I sank into my senses, when the body channeled the source of that self which knows no true name. It is and always will be. It goes on forever and will continue on. Oh, I had a human experience living in the body of a man. But how come no one asks how to relink the spiritual soul called our Atman? Layer by layer, I would examine myself, which started with the body, the presence of my emotions, and I did this through the mutable space we call the mind. I navigated these layers, and I would take a puff of smoke mixed with air to zoom in or out. If my awareness was a flashlight, I expanded its lens so that it was wide open. This heightened awareness sent me into a super sensitive state which took in all sensory input through intense feelings, sounds, mental stimulation, and emotions. When we navigate from up above or dissociate from earth below, we are able to expand human possibility through the individual awareness and observe how all things grow. This macro lens opened wide, and there I felt more connected and aligned to the moon, planets, and stars. Why, the more I learned, the more I observed which mushrooms or herbs 
could trigger this opening into all external or internal sensory intake, where my awareness was expanded ever far. Sometimes I felt a connection of total oneness, and other times I felt completely empty. For this spaciousness was part of awareness, and it stretched everywhere beyond what I could see. It overwhelmed me at first. Sometimes it felt like the awareness shone like a bright sun in my head. Some nights after a toke of cannabis, the crown above my head would be wide open where I witnessed an opening through an unknown energy layer and I envisioned myself laying upon my tomb as if I was dead. Just as my body took in the senses from sights, smells, tastes, touch, and sounds, this next layer was a deeper kosha, and it was aligned with the hidden energy layers, which had all sorts of pathways, or nadis, and this network was a map of emptiness that went through larger channels called chakras. Each energy center could open under the proper conditions, diet, mindfulness, and spiritual practices. Sometimes I'd sit in a meditative trance while my eyes were open through the night. After all, energy is energy, and our intake varies greatly. Often we take energy in through food, water, and diet, while air, sunlight, prayer, chanting, and various other aspects can be interlaced from nature, which are also sources of great energy. A very low form of energy is taken in through the form of phones, computers, and devices. This energy vibrates at a lower frequency, unaligned from our most authentic spiritual soul. As there are many ways to realize the nature of the self, we must see that we ourselves are spiritually whole. A device can lead you with information, but only you can shift your awareness into the spaces of our one united soul. We can also consume energy from the wilderness, plants, or whatever else it might be, and all of this energy manifests in the form through unique frequencies. Even the form of a rock is related to a summer salad prepared for friends. It is built with energetic ingredients, and it comes from a source with no beginning or end. But some layers can shift and change. Look at how the tides are connected to the moon, and how water can freeze, melt, or be totally heated before it becomes a vapor and floats away. I took another breath in, and there I inhaled another toke. There I heard my intuition speak when it became illuminated by the onset of this smoke. Energy began to surge, and so the voice of my intuition spoke. Be water, my friend. Empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. You put water into a cup, and it becomes the cup. You put water into a bottle, and it becomes the bottle. You put water into a teapot, and it becomes the teapot. Now water can flow, or it can crash. Be water, my friend. I became keen on the conditions required to travel between these layers, and like water I flowed. There I observed how all aspects of the manifest self exists on a spectrum of attributes and flavors, and from this all life grows. These various planes produced responses and rhythms, 
which ran on patterns built up over time, and there were obvious signs when one or many layers weren't functioning in sync, but I had a feeling when I was onto something once my thoughts started to rhyme. Otherwise, it might have been erratic thinking, obsessive behavior, and a feeling of multiple personalities depending on how far deep in or far out my awareness would go. I stumbled upon all kinds of strange things, and sometimes it was stuff words and ideas couldn't quite grasp or know. After I wandered for much time, I was alone with mushrooms and smoky air. Life turned into a 24-hour ritual, and no matter what I was doing, I tried to see life as if everything was a prayer. My layers became attuned to the rhythms of the planets, which impact the creation of seasons. And so I felt this as the gunas Manuka spoke of, where the flows of nature carried on through the land, cities, seas, and regions. Yes, there were four main seasons, but I felt them with three personalities, which are the rise, the bloom, and the death. Always happening and always flowing, the rise leads to the bloom, and so comes the rest. Then I realized the cycles are not only connected to outward nature, but soon I realized the rise, the bloom, and the death occurred on the inside as well. These aspects affected my layers, which shifted my feelings, emotions, moods, and sometimes my appearance from what I could tell. These forces were unknown to those around me, and always invisible to my own eye. But with the right conditions, I could shine my awareness inward. I would find a place to sit in, and in that center of my inner self, I would wait to arrive. Sometimes it was cold and lonely. Sometimes I could hear the layers of the mind and emotions chatter as they would fly. But I could sit here and focus on the breath, and then sometimes I'd feel the warmth of the Atman pass on by. Every so often I'd be balanced, and then I'd see a spark. But as I approached the Atman, I'd lose focus of the equilibrium, and my layers would become wobbly when I'd tumble apart. Oh, it can be tricky to catch the Atman in its fullness, but it's absolutely worth it if you can catch a glimpse of its totality. Imagine the rising sun. Without this light, there is no reality. After the rise and bloom, the Atman would pass. Then would come the fall. There was no mistake or tragedy in the upcoming death, but rather I would sift through my layers to witness rest of each breath and like rose petals, my inner layers would wither so slow as if my living body could only crawl. If I was lucky, I'd remember to welcome fresh air in, and this breath of spirit was a force that allowed me to live. There a new warmth would grow as the Atman reached up. Oh, this source was always willing to give. I learned to sit with my nature, and I remember a clever man once said, turn on, tune in, drop out. Now some would say he was foolish. Others might call him enlightened and wise. Why, I believe what he meant was to drop all that you cling to, because the awakened spirit called the Atman does not die. Try as you might, do as you may. The enlightened spirit is immortal, but only those who realize this seem to find the way. Stop grasping and stop attaching. 
Nature is perfect in her flows. We are his energy of creation, and her winds are the way all of us grow. Minutes without breath, and all our holy spirits would end. For within all nature is the awakened spirit called the Bodhi, and this is how the awakened nature ascends. We are given the form of a body, to be directed by the mind. We are a collection of emotional, mental, and thought layers beyond what human reason can know or design. At our core we are empty, like a flame upon a spiritual wick. The natural immunity is at the center of the self. This is the Amrita, which is the cure for the sick. What a journey it is to discover the illuminating flashlight of awareness. We can extend this lens far out or far inside, and if we look deep enough, there we find how the spirit cannot die. Forgive me for just learning this now. I swear I'm doing the best I can. May we remember how our bodies are like a temple around the source of spiritual light. Let us be seekers of the truth, and may we protect the sacred fire of the Atman in all plants, creatures, and man.